I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. Hey guys, you're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. If you like going into the outdoors, camping with your family, or maybe you're building a new wheeling rig, you've come to the right place. Thanks for tuning in. Keep following along. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. That was like, that was like, um, what is it with the Kachow? Oh, Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. Yeah. What was that name? Cars. Cars. God, what a good one. It was a good one. The Hudson Hornet. You got to turn left to go right. (laughs) The new cars is pretty good too. The most recent one. Is it? Yeah. I have not seen it. My kids liked it. What's it about? Uh, it's about cars. Cars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like the new Hudson Hornet because all these new technology cars are coming out. And he's not all that. He's antiquated he's, at this point. Yeah, he's just not what he used to be uh-huh. compared to technology. Right. Well, folks, welcome back. Oh, yeah. We squirreled there for the whole start welcome of this back. Thing. I hope you guys enjoy Disney as much as we do. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. We should do Disney Disney trivia on car-related movies. Yeah. That actually be a good one. Ford versus Ferrari. I don't know if that was Disney, though. Uh, I don't. I don't think so, but man, that was a good great movie. movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to America's Off-Road Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning yeah, in. Yeah, speaking of car movies, the new Top Gun's really good. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have anything to do with cars, but <laughs> wow, the jet scenes were incredible. I know. I need to go see that so bad. It's like once once I finally had some free weekends, the weather got nice, so it's like lake time, but I need to go one of these nights. You get your priorities straight. I do. I just need to tell the wife and kids I'm, I'm going to be home late. Yeah, catch the seven thirty showing. Oh uh, yeah, you you don't want to take uh, your uh, seven and nine year old. Yeah, no, not 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 them, obviously. <laughs> Although, um, they didn't really have anything like super suggestive. It's just action packed. Oh man, the jet scenes are incredible. Bradley would like freak. <laughs> he probably would be like, "Can we rewind it? Can we rewind?" <laughs> I want to be a jet pilot, Dad. He that's where he's come out of it. So that's what I, I need to take him to it. Then that'd be great for him. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, anywho, anywho, we squirreled again. Check out Top Gun, folks. <laughs> Top Gun to uh, Maverick. This is a cool little. You know, just when you think it's a water bottle, how interesting can it be? They thought of everything. They came out with something like this and totally blew our minds. (laughs) It's awesome. The other thing that's really cool with Model Outdoors is you can completely customize your water bottle to your specifications. So if you want the whole package, you can get all-inclusive everything that comes with it. Or if you have a specific purpose, like you want to use it as a hydration pack, or like the attachment Cooper just grabbed, which is the shower attachment. Oh, yeah. uh, you can customize your model water bottle to however you see fit. So if you guys want the ultimate in hydration and portable water, make sure you go to 
Model Outdoors. That's M-O-D-L Outdoors.com. Use coupon code AOP10, and boom, you just got 10% off your order. What? And guess what? You order the water bottle and you decide you want to get some of these other awesome upgrades, go back, use that same coupon code, you'll get another 10% off your order. Get out of here. True story. So, if you guys want to stay hydrated out on the trail. I think you need to say it like it is. So if you don't want to die, if you don't want to die, go to Model Outdoors, M-O-D-L, Outdoors.com. Use coupon code AOP10. Get 10% off your order. Making hydration great again. Yeah, it, we are back. We are doing the mobile thing. We enjoy it. Um, We're out punking today. We are out punking. It's been, what, two, three months since since old punkin's been back on the road. Not not intentionally. Not intentionally. Just kind of like I've got to. Uh, I've got to fix a couple of corners. At some point, we'll okay, go. We'll, corner. We'll tell that story when it, when the time is right. Oh, I just I took a buggy line and I shouldn't have, and it smashed the corner into a rock on Pritchett. But on that note, though, the rest of the trail was epic. Oh, it was awesome. It was super fun. Yeah, and we got down at like two in the morning. Yeah, which yeah, makes it even more fun. It's like. Uh, Gilligan's Island, that trail. <laughs> you set off for what should be just a three-hour tour. Right. And, you know, sometimes things go awry. It was my first time on the trail, and it was, I, I mean, obviously it was pitch black, so I didn't really get to see everything and all the different lines you could take. But it is yeah. a no-joke trail. Oh, that's awesome. And it is really cool because the end of it, you're like, sweet, we're done. We finished Pritchett. Not even close. And it's the start of another trail to get yeah. out. That's when you're like, I was like, wait a minute. For real? We could turn around and go backwards. <laughs> that would be sketch. But it's all the, about the same. And Oh, it's a blast. If you ever get a chance, definitely yeah, do highly it. recommend it. Do it with people and bring lots of recovery gear. And know your winch. And know your winch. Yeah, don't do like me and just go run it solo. We didn't have to pull any winch line, though. No. no pumpkin. We crushed. Yeah, no. We it just, worked good. We just drove things. We were like, you know what? That's way easier if we just drive it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Speaking of driving over things. Speaking of driving over things. Well, we had a we had a customer question come in for this podcast. And we, it's kind of a fun one. I did so I did a whole bunch of thinking on it, but I'll let you throw the question out. Yeah, so Scott Davis, thanks for reaching out. He sent us an email. If you guys want to submit a question, uh, you can go to our Instagram, Facebook pages. Uh, we do have them for America's Off Road Podcast. Just search that, and you guys can send us a DM and. Uh, submit a question um but scott actually sent us an email if you email kyle at america's off-road podcast.com mm-hmm. uh scott reached out and he brings up a good point we do a lot of talking on here about jeep wranglers jeep gladiators uh but he's got a renegade and he's wondering kind of what our thoughts are on oh other... he has a renegade he's got a renegade oh, that's awesome. yeah he's got 2018 renegade and he's kind of just asking you know what's your thoughts what on the aftermarket side of things is what's good, what's bad. Um, kind of wanted us to dive in a little bit more on the non-common wheeling Jeep and other vehicle applications. Like oh, I, I look at, I, t- I took this question as a, what kind of um, interesting new vehicles are out there that uh, oh, there's a lot you would like to go in with? Bless me. Oh my gosh. This one's sneaking up on me. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Bless you. Oh, wow. You better hope you never get this mic again. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, boy. I kind of I took it as, uh, um, 
you know, what kind of interesting new vehicles are out there that hit the market. But right. uh, we'll get into that after we talk about the Renegade, because not yeah. even not even realizing he, he mentioned he had a Renegade. <laughs> oh, we were getting fuel, and I was telling you, you know, it'd be kind of fun to go wheel the heck out of a, a Renegade. It would be, and we, we had actually briefly talked about the Renegade prior to this, too, on, like, there's a couple of companies out there that have some aftermarket support for it. Yeah. Daystar uh-huh. makes a, a lift for it. Yeah. It's one of them. And then uh, what's a company out of uh, um, Seattle? The Aluminum. Uh, highway Products? No. Nope. They make grab handles and stuff for Jeeps. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, though. Oh, you're terrible uh, at this game. Shoot. Method makes some... Some wheels some for wheels it. Wheels for it. Um, you can fit some. Uh, yeah, I think it goes up to uh, the the company. Is it ATP? Um, I don't know. Aluminum Trail Products. I will make note and uh, make sure it pops up at the bottom. It should be right here. Our Beep. fantastic editing team will pop it up. Doink. That's the company we were talking about. ATP. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was ATP. You can Google machine it. <clears throat> But they make some nice grab handles for Jeeps and, and stuff like that as well. But, yeah, no, the Renegade. I always thought when they came out with the Renegade that they should have, uh, well, there are a couple of things. They came out with the Renegade, and then they had that concept rig, the Comanche. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. But it was like a two, two-door pickup based off of the Renegade platform, and that thing looked like fun. I bet they would have sold the heck out of that little convertible. I think you're right. I always ETP. I always thought that uh, <clears throat> it would have been cool to do like a, an ad campaign that just had like a whole swarm of renegades, like <laughs> and like thirty renegades just ripping around all over on Hell's Revenge. Yeah, on Hell's Revenge, that would be red. You can make them pretty cool. It's kind of it, it, oh, when yeah. I first thought about the renegade. The first thing that popped into my head was like those Subaru Outbacks when people started doing like leveling kits and right or whatever that. I don't think it was I, the I should slap you right now. I know. One for throwing a Jeep into the same I, category as, <laughs> as a Subaru. No offense to the Subaru guys, because <laughs> the Subaru is in the uh, vehicle I would like to wheels at some point category but slash rally to bring the two of those into the same you know <laughs> sorry my bad <laughs> but wow. that, i mean it's got a pretty i don't know the wheelbase off the top of my head but i feel like the renegade speaking of renegades there's one right over there that's a forester you are fired the silver one to the right that's a subaru forester that's not silver i should slap you again look pull forward it's right there at the intersection i can't see it see it's behind that other Subaru. Cheap Renegade. <laughs> renegade. <laughs> yeah, it's got a good-looking wheelbase to it. Yeah. It's skinny, compact. Yeah. I bet it's fairly nimble uh, on the trail. Well, we one of our one of our employees has one, and it's got that little turbo engine in it, and yeah. that little thing rips. Yeah. Yeah, they and are pretty sweet. Trailhawk version, so it's got, you know, the locking center diff and four low and all that fun stuff, and... Um, uh, yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Throw a little lift on it, some, and it's weird to say it, some 31s. Some 31s. It would look good, though. It would, oh, it would look, look really good. good. <clears throat> it would look great. Where would you, uh, where would you take it on its maiden voyage? I would totally take it on Hell's Revenge. Yeah. But, you know, I've never been accused of thinking things through all that well. <laughs> I would love to take it up Hell's Gate. <laughs> I think that would be exciting. I think it's totally doable. Yeah, I do too. The Jeep Renegade. Yeah, there's there's a lot of companies that are picking up 
a lot of these other smaller, not smaller vehicles, but uh, not necessarily marketed for off-roading. They're starting to make some some suspension components. Right. It was cool to see Method make the tire that's the wheel, or the, the wheel, wheel that's specifically for the Renegade. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely possibilities there to to build one for for some overlanding and some minor wheeling. Yeah, and then I, I think there are a couple of companies that make like a winch mount for the front. Oh yeah. So you you can get them all set up, and they're just the right size. Like if you got like a smaller rooftop tent, you know, you were looking to set up something that would be a good base camp vehicle that's going to get you out into the woods really well. I mean, aside from being able, I don't know what kind of space interior wise it is if you lay down the seats and you get a nice flat floor plan or anything like that, but they look like they could hold a pretty fair amount of gear. Oh, yeah. And uh, another rig I was thinking of, too, when I got this question. Say Hyundai Santa Cruz. <laughs> what? Have you seen that? No. Oh, man. That thing looks like it'd be a lot of fun. For, like, wheeling purposes? Yeah, it looks like a new, newer stuff. I don't know about wheeling, but I'd put it in the same category as the as the um, Renegade for yeah. what I would go. It looks like a, like a newer rendition of the um, either, uh, and, and now you can send it back my way, but the Subaru Brat or that <laughs> Subaru Baja. How dare you put Subaru and Honda in the same category. Right. I know. <laughs> but that one's okay. <laughs> the Jeep thing where you kind of like, wait, what? You you lost, line. You've lost all validity there, Kyle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Honda and Subaru. Yeah. We can, we can do that. The Hyundai Santa Cruz looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Those are fairly bigger too, aren't they? Mm -mm. No, they're small. Yeah, they're pretty compact. Maybe we'll see one on the road here. Yeah, <clears throat> there've been a couple of rigs lately that I've I've seen that I've just been like, God, it'd be really cool. Like the wheel well openings on some of these newer rigs look like they would be perfect right. to make bigger and just put bigger tires on. Yeah. A little minor trimming and some yeah. bigger tires. Mazda has a uh, crossover, uh, like, a, I don't know if it's a crossover, a little SUV that, that looks like it would be a lot of fun. And it's a um, all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, one of the two. Is that the RX-7 or something? No, no, that's a sports car. Okay, sure. Wait, wait, did you just throw some numbers up? <laughs> no, it's like a CX-50 or something. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no. Next, you're going to be like, yeah, I always thought a Toyota Supra would be fun to throw some 35s on, and we could go. That actually would be pretty cool to throw some 35s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, At least a Mitsubishi Eclipse is, uh, um, they made it an all-wheel drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the, oh. the WK, that seems yeah, to be no, catching I, on I love quite that. a bit. I, I, I built one of those with the diesel. Yep. Um, and that thing was, uh, it was great. It, it never got stuck on the driveway, which is always my gauge for, uh, winners. Cause if anyone's heard, uh, heard me on the podcast before, I, I, I don't believe in plowing. It's mostly my way of keeping any neighbors or <laughs> random people off of, off of my property. Like either you make it up or you die. <laughs> Good and well, there you have it. <laughs> Since I put 40s on just about everything, although that, that had 33s on it, and it did. Actually, they were like a 34 and a quarter inch, and uh, it worked great. I did have to do some trimming, did that uh, old man emu lift, Yep. Um, and there's some newer products out for the newer version of that 
um, WK as well, and uh, it, it handled great. The uh, four-wheel drive system I had was uh, was great for that. I know they have a bunch of different versions of the uh, four-wheel drive, but you can you can. I tell you those terrain modes. Yeah, really made a big difference, and like. To understand them a little bit better, the thing I picked up from it is um, they have more to do with the sensitivity of your um, traction control and stability control. Okay. So, like in some of the settings, it won't it won't prevent you from spinning the tires. Like it'll let you keep spinning the tires to keep the wheel speed. Like for sand. Gotcha. And then in the snow, because it knows it's going to be slippery, it will let you get a little bit more sideways before stability control starts taking over. So it kind of let you be the driver gotcha. more than anything else. Me personally, I would love it if they would just have a all off, which fun, if you put up. it into four lock and press and hold the uh, traction control button, it will, it will get rid of all of those things, but it's just a matter of like having to remember that every time. Right. Preferably before you get stuck. Yeah. That, that is uh, the key there. The other, there's another cool company that makes a lot of really good products too for any WK owners out there um, looking for armor or mounting points for winter recovery. Uh, cheap products. products. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They're a company that's starting to, to put out a lot of stuff specifically for the Grand Cherokee. So yeah. And it is clean. Yeah. Really clean. They do a lot of research and uh, development on their products and testing and uh, they make some killer stuff. Yeah. I think you had some of their stuff on the yep. on yours, didn't you? I, I did. I had, I had some of that, some of that stuff and um, it, it was super, super clean. Um, I think our challenges here in the next few years are going to be, uh, everybody seems to be going to IFS, IRS, even the new Grand Cherokee Yeah, is uh, all independent all the way around. And it'll be interesting to see how um, suspension companies tackle that. I'm, I'm hoping we don't start going by the wayside of like Australia on things where... Stock suspension is plenty good, and stock size tires <laughs> right. is all you need. All you need is rooftop tents and Baja racks or trailers that have off-road yeah. suspension. Yeah. Well, speaking of IFS stuff, let's talk about something we haven't talked about in a while, and let's talk about the biggest weak point in one of the hottest rigs on the market right oh, now. Steering? Steering on the Ford Bronco. Oof. I mean, those are starting to pop up left and right now that they're slowly catching up with manufacturing of them. But yeah, it seems like you're starting to see more and more come out to the trail and more and more people are starting to lift them, put tires on them. But I think there's um, some minor issues that they had with the yeah. steering components. Yeah, it was an interesting one. We got to spend the day on a <laughs> trail there and... Uh... Moab and there yeah. were a couple of Broncos and um, you know one of them one of them carried a spare front diff <laughs> which is crazy it's crazy I don't want to change a diff out on the trail and one of them carried a spare uh, steering rack so yeah um, the way I understand it Ford is coming out with a heavier doing duty steering um, rack for it which that'll that'll be great you know that'll be part of the issue I think I think the other part of it is when um, you start lifting these, the angles of everything get to be just too much. Right. Um, and the steering steering tie rod angles get to be too much. And then uh, it puts undue stress on the components. So trying to figure out um, 
that kind of stuff is uh, is kind of where we're at. So they came out with a product that's, you know, it's it's great. They have something that came to market that performs well for what it was designed for, which is going faster in the dirt, and uh, it does okay in the rocks. Not not as good as a uh, as a Jeep, but um, it does okay in the rocks, and you can build them up pretty good. But I, I think the thing we're going to start seeing that is really going to change the game for one, the steering systems on those, and then two, um, just the overall off-road ability of them is, uh, and we talked about this before in new products that we thought were pretty neat. Right. Um, 74 Weld. Yeah. Wow. We're uh, coming out with uh, some direct replacement front uh, um, knuckles with portal boxes built in. Yes. And uh, the nice thing there is you're going to get the lift without sacrificing everything else. So, like, everything suspension-wise can stay. You can upgrade coilovers for stock height, and you can uh, keep your steering rack flat and keep everything moving in the angles that it's supposed to, but get the lift you need to put bigger tires on it. The way I understand it, you get three and a half three inches or three and a half inches of lift out of the portal boxes. Wow. And uh, then do a minor lift in the rear to match what the front's doing. And wow, that will be, that will be cool. And there are a lot of people building, building some cool Broncos, but I think one, one thing that stood out the most to me that uh, we saw in Moab, um, do you remember the Bronco that was on the trail with us one day? behind us the angles of the oh gosh <laughs> they were max extreme it did not look like a very comfortable ride no it didn't look comfortable it looked like it was just waiting to break at any any moment so but yeah it'll be cool to see how how that pans out and what people do those portal boxes from 74 weld though are crazy oh, cool. i think it's gonna be i think we're gonna see that pop up more and more often and then um, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, them in Moab, and um, it's uh, they're nineteen percent. They take uh, they make they make the axle shafts and diff nineteen percent stronger than it already is. So there's some some big improvements there for strength, and that's just based on the the ratio that they put in the uh, portal box itself. So gotcha. that's. That's awesome. So there's some big benefits there as far as differential longevity. And, and of course, Ford's also coming out with a heavy-duty um, front differential. Right. Is that, do you know if that's something that they're going to start putting on models as they come out? Or uh, is... The way I understand it, um, the heavy-duty steering rack and heavy-duty front diff will be standard Gotcha. in the um, Raptor version of the Bronco. Oh, and okay. it will be an aftermarket upgradable part with it'll be a cast iron um, third member instead of an aluminum one and uh, you'll get a better gear set for it so that's cool well and the other thing too on this on this topic that i noticed it it was nice to go to Easter jeep safari and see not a hundred percent jeeps everywhere it was i think there's definitely a growing um growing crowd of non-jeep people as oh, well for sure um which is cool to see out there these broncos that are coming out some people tricking out some rigs that you typically don't see 
Um, well, really, we all just want to go play on the rocks and yeah. have fun. So, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> and it's tough to to stand out there if you have a jeep. Uh, what other what other rigs have you noticed lately or seen lately? I've got something on my mind. Uh, what do, there's a lot of people pushing this electronic. Phase. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna bring up the Rivian? Well, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on as we progress and these new vehicles are coming out. It seems like every single manufacturer now is really pushing heavy the the e stuff. Right. Um, well, there are a lot of benefits to it. We're just not there for it to be, um, you know, standalone only. And, right. And, you know, there has to be a lot more longevity uh, with the battery life and everything else, I think, to get there. But as far as the benefits, I mean, we're talking – this This was a conversation we've, we've had <clears throat> for years now. We brought it up. I mean, you start going down the rabbit hole of uh, the uh, electric stuff. Right. Now we get away from traditional drivetrain. Yeah. Like, cool. What do you need differentials and axles for? What do you need uh, axle shafts and drive shafts for? I mean, it's only a matter of time till we just have electric motors at all four corners. And right. each, each tire has its own drive. Which would be like no lockers, no trannies, no nothing. Your batteries and controller and throttle pedal and... <clears throat> You know, lots of torque. all the torque and no slip, and you can you can make everything work. It might not even have to work at the same rate as everything else. It can work at different rates and still be moving and pulling. So you won't run into all of those uh, issues that you would have with the locker, where everything's bound up and because right. it'll automatically look at where your steering angle is and adjust. All of it, like as, as far as what the future holds, I think it's red. Do I think it should be standalone? No, I think it'd be really cool for them to take more of an approach of, uh, <clears throat> you know, this this transitional period of, um, and uh, either a gas electric genset or diesel electric type genset. Right. Or to charge the battery packs or minimize the size of the battery packs to kind of help out with everything and let you have the, the benefits of um, the electric drive and the on-demand torque and the all-wheel um, individual wheel setup, but not leave you stranded somewhere because <laughs> you ran out of battery. Like yeah. You've got the ability to charge your stuff up yourself and be self-contained and really that's the biggest part of it that that's sure. that's where i think we have some time they, they take a while to charge up yeah uh, especially if you're just working off of the factory charge stuff because they never give you the best stuff <laughs> which you know brings up what the aftermarket's coming out with you know right. higher uh higher amp chargers things that can cut down on on charge time dramatically right oh like yeah you can take it from 12 hours to full charge to three hours to full charge but yeah. still <clears throat> that's that's three hours unless you're charging by a movie theater and you're gonna watch top gun or something <laughs> you know you're you're sitting there for three hours that's a long lunch yeah and if you're on a road trip or you're on some kind of time um time frame you know that that's gonna add to the planning but totally uh, <clears throat> i do I don't, I don't see how we get away from that. <laughs> and at the end of it all, you know, it, it benefits the environment. So that's, 
a plus. Yeah. Got to go green sometimes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about the 4xe. It, it's got its, it's got its uh, potentials there, and I think, again, battery life and everything else are going to be the indicator on that. I really wish the electric portion worked when you were in manual mode. Yeah, that would be killer. Yeah, and I feel like they, I think you nailed it after, obviously, I didn't own it but talking with you and your thoughts on the brief time you had it it's like it'd be ideal for somebody living in a really dense city yeah that's just you know, got a didn't have a they two had hour a, or two mile commute yeah, or something short commute um just ripping around town running errands or doing this or doing that then you have the gasser that works you know you just add a lot of weight to it going right. to the electric because of all the additional batteries and everything else yep it's um but, yeah, the, the future of the electric stuff, I mean, we're, we're going to have to embrace it at some point in time. And, and we're just scratching the surface. The more the more players we have in the game, the better. The more it's going to push the growth, the technology, the infrastructure, everything else. We're just not at a point where we can just give up fossil fuels to, to believe that we could go <laughs> zero emissions on stuff and then have issues like Lake Powell being as low as it is when, um, the hydroelectric demand is at an all-time high, so they keep pushing that because they keep cutting back on the amount of, you know, generating facilities for electrical that are either uh, coal or um, petroleum-based to try and hit some zero-emission stuff. Like, we're, we're just going backwards. Right. Yeah, the funny thing is, you know, they keep cutting back on all that, and yet fuel prices keep doing <laughs> what they're doing, and you're just like, interesting. Yeah. Well, that Putin guy, he's a real jerk. <laughs> it's tough to market electric vehicles when gas is affordable, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm being facetious about the Putin thing, <laughs> just so everyone is clear. Um, it is, so in addition to the... Um, yeah, that's a that's a huge... We took a huge right turn from I the Renegade. I was just thinking, like, wait a minute. Electric vehicles, like, it's kind of a... It's always... It, it just seems like every commercial I see on TV nowadays for Ford or Jeep or anybody, yeah. there's always, like, a big chunk of it is pushing this new electric vehicle that they just released. Wow, they just... Ford just came out with that lightning. Yeah, I'm starting to see that. People are starting to do some tow tests and stuff with it. It'll be interesting to see Yeah, how that pans out. Um, right. Speaking of that, in addition to um, the Jeep side of things, uh, we did the Renegade, yep. the Grand Cherokee. Any other Jeep vehicles that you can think of that you would pick up and build? Uh, I, the aftermarket hasn't hasn't caught up to the uh, um, the Cherokee L yet. That'd be cool. Yeah, the new the new Cherokee and really Cherokee cool. L look. I mean, they design wise, I think they look great. Right. You know, sizing is uh, is good on them. They they would be a really good camper. And Jeep always has a really good four wheel drive system. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but uh, there's again that IFS IRS is really gonna challenge uh, aftermarket suspension companies. So to be able to build those platforms to be what you want. Speaking of, there's a new Cherokee yeah. right there. I mean, they look great. They looked really good. Hot thing. Yeah, we can't pan that camera around. No. So you're just going to have to take our word for it. There's a brand new one rolling by. <laughs> looks good. All blacked out. Murdered out. 
Yeah. Any new full-size stuff you've seen lately come out that has piqued your interest? No, not really. I'm, I'm interested to see what Ram does with their uh, transmission issues here over the next uh, um, model year. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they they join the ranks of the other big uh, big manufacturers and find themselves a really nice um, 10-speed auto. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. <clears throat> um, it would be cool if uh, ZF would come out with something that... Uh, that work for them because I've been really, really um, happy with those um, transmissions and everything else that they run. I mean, heck, the um, the diesel Gladiator has that 8 HP um, 75 in it. It's it's a phenomenal transmission. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, to compete with the Super Duty. Uh, that 10 speed training on that thing is incredible. Oh yeah, it's the it's awesome. Yeah, I even their explorers that have that 10 speed, and I think the their Ford Rangers do too. Yeah, if well, I remember right. the Explorer is another platform that you know that one that ST version will light your wow. head on fire. <laughs> you want a fun SUV to drive, uh, like the craziest <laughs> sport station wagon you've ever been in. That thing is so. Crazy, yeah, it's cuckoo. <clears throat> yeah, well, when we we did that one where we changed out the, we did an upgraded front mount intercooler and um, did some tuning on it, and it will throw you back <laughs> in the seat. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it is exciting, and the brakes, holy cow, they were good. Yeah, <laughs> they like really matched up the woe with the go. <laughs> the woe with the go. Yeah. Because it will pop your retinas out. <laughs> uh, well, Scott, hopefully that answered your question. I Yeah, or, or you'll end really up good. going out and buying a Bronco. Hey, look, there's Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Um, yeah, who knows? But the Renegade, I think, is a good platform. Like I think I said, it's awesome. I think it'd be a lot of fun. If you are looking for some aftermarket stuff out there, give us a call or... Um, you can uh, check out those companies, ADP out of Seattle, ATP, ATP, um, Daystar and, uh, makes Daystar. Uh, suspension and, uh, method wheels makes uh wheels specifically for that renegade. So yep. there's some options out there for you to get some aftermarket stuff on it and get a little elevation out of it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I'm all for it. The more you can get creative and think outside the box and be different. Well, work with what you got. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, uh, send send pictures if you do, Scott. Yeah, I got the before pictures. So again, thanks for submitting that question. Uh, we always enjoy chatting about that. If you guys want to check out more of what we got going on and what we're doing, check out our social media pages. You can like and follow along there so you can stay up to date. Um, and then lastly, I know you guys have heard it a couple times, but Waypoint TV, really cool um, program that we're affiliated with now. You guys can go to waypointtv.com, click on podcasts, and see all these different podcasts if you're into out outdoor stuff um so we're on there uh, a bunch of other outdoor companies are on there you guys can download our episodes and listen to them uh when you're out in the woods or whenever you uh, want to in the palm of your hand booyah pumpkin it was, it was good to be back yep and uh thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you next time on america's off-road podcast booyah later <laughs>